I'd like to welcome y'all to CST with LK tonight. Chill, sip, and talk. First and foremost, this is a safe place to talk about anything. On tonight's episode, I got an artist, entrepreneur, producer, and director. We're going to talk about his music journey, producing, and directing in Pride Month. He's a proud member of the LGBTQ community. And what you hear in the background is some of his music, one of his latest singles, Eden. Anything, any music that you hear on this here podcast is going to be all Karen to Kelso. So let me introduce him officially. My friend, Carrington Kelso. What up? What up, what up, what up? <laughs> Happy to be here. Proud of you. Proud of you. For sure, for sure. We always clank it up. Clank. There we go. <laughs> Man, let's get it started. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so you are a recording artist. Yes, I am. All right. What was this? Let's start at the beginning. What made you want to be a recording artist? So, um... I was a super shy child. Like, I couldn't sing in front of people. If you ask, like, my mom, my grandma, uh, even before my sister got around, like, you'd either have to turn away from me, like, your back would have to face me, or uh, you would have to catch me singing, you know, in the bathroom or through the walls. Like, I couldn't sing in front of people's face. But I've always loved music. Uh, My mom's a big Michael Jackson fan. My grandma's a big gospel fan. And so, like, there's always music in the house. And so I think that's where I fell in love with it. But uh, my first two CDs that I ever purchased with my own money was um, Songs in A Minor by Alicia Keys and Dangerously in Love by Beyonce. And after Dangerously in Love, it was a rap. I was like, I got to do this. (laughs) I got to be a part of whatever this is, whatever it's making me feel. I got to. I got to do this. And so I joined my first choir in sixth grade, and I've been singing ever since. Ever since, ever since. So, okay, you said that motivated you to get it popping. So what was the, okay, so everybody got that fresh beginning. What was that first piece of equipment, that first, oh, where did you go to get that? All right, let me test my vocals, see if people like me. So uh, starting in like middle school, I learned very early on that there were kids that I had deemed ahead of me or better than me or more worthy than me because their parents could afford to send them to uh, music lessons, piano lessons, voice lessons, cello lessons. And so I at first tried to, you know, just play the backfield and um, try not to stand out, just kind of get in where I fit in. And as I got older, it just kind of became a bit grating. Like I knew I was better than what I was uh, selling myself for. And so that frustration kind of built in me. And when I got to college, I taught myself guitar because I wanted to write songs. And so once I started writing songs, it was like, okay, if I write them, I can record them. And it was a little rough at the beginning. I'm going to be honest. Um, but it's just like a muscle. You keep working it out, you keep persevering, and then you get, you know, you know what you heard right. at the beginning. So what was the first thing you ever done in the studio? What song? The very first song. Like in a professional studio or like a bedroom studio? Either or. Whatever you come up with, which one you think better. Okay, so bedroom studio. First day. Because I feel like I didn't answer the question. The first piece of equipment I got was um, an Apogee USB microphone for $99 off of like Amazon or something like that. Word. And I was recording at Georgia Southern some terrible ass songs. Georgia Southern, baby. Yeah, Hell Southern. Real GSU. The real GSU. For sure. Please get it popping in the comments because I got time. <laughs> um, 
So I bought that mic and I was recording and, and trying to figure out, you know, how are these artists that I look up to layering, you know, synths and guitars and beats and everything. Mm-hmm. It was atrocious. I just tried to bite off too much. Right. Um, but in doing that, I started honing my writing skills and I started focusing on songwriters, Tori Kelly, John Mayer, Ed Sheeran, um, you know, the people with the guitar, uh, Right. You know, that we're doing what I wanted to do. And um, from there, it was just like, okay, I kind of got a gist of how to put songs together. And I think the first song I ever recorded was maybe a song called Thunderstorm. And it was kind of terrible. Where like, is it now? Do you have it on something? Uh. I might, <laughs> I might have it. It might be buried somewhere on... SoundCloud, really? somewhere deep, is, deep. Have your name always been Carrington? Yeah, it's all my artist name has always been Carrington Kelso. But the beautiful uh-huh. thing about the internet is that you can put shit on private. So <laughs> if I don't want y'all to hear it, I don't want y'all to see it. You know, you won't. Right. And I, I think I might just because I think it's so important for artists to show that side of themselves. One day, do like a live stream. Um, and show y'all that music because right. if you hear that and you hear what like Eden, it's just like this is not the same person. This right. can't be the same artist. So, um, but like I can't unlock it on my phone. Like I would have to pull out my computer and like yes, make it, it off private. Um, but I did like a little EP. I think it was called the Human Nature EP, and uh, I think that video is still up on YouTube. And I had my little sister like help me film it. And <laughs> That's dope. I had my little guitar and I had my little like mohawk. Um, and I, you know, really thought I was doing the damn thing. And looking back, I was like so many of my peers. I remember growing up with kids being like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to pursue music like this is my life. And it's like three of us doing it right now. Like three of us have stuck with it. And everybody really? else is like giving up, gone to day jobs. And I'm not knocking that. I know it's not easy. I'm not where I want to be in my career. But like there is nothing on this planet that I would want to do more than create art. And so. It doesn't matter that I'm not making millions, billions right now. Like I am fulfilled in pushing myself as an artist and creating uh, new and uh, expressive art. So that's hard, bro. I mean, you followed your <laughs> dreams, and it's hard for a lot of people to follow their dream once they get a couple bumps in the road. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll slow down, or they'll um, take a detour, yeah. or they say they'll come back to it and mm-hmm. never do mm-hmm. and you know, because cause life happens sometimes. Sickness happens. Babies right. happen. You know, just life coming at you fast. The world we living in right. now comes Baby, at you fast. Talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> you know, and you know, it's just hard to follow your dreams. It's one of my dreams, and I just and like I said, I'm so proud of you. I remember us talking about this, Word. and you being like, "This is what I want to do." And now to see it come to fruition, to have your energy and like just this vibe around, and to know that. This is just the starting point. Like it only For gets sure. better from here. Right like on. that's so exciting. Yeah. And, and I remember being in that space as a musician, knowing, and I think as an artist, that's the the most powerful tool you can have is vision. To sure. see it first, I knew I was going to be an artist. I didn't know what type of artist. I didn't know what I was going to create, but I knew I was going to be an artist. Correct. And just holding tight to that vision and protecting it because people will eat that shit alive. People will find a million and one reasons why you can't do it. But as long as you have that one vision to be like, yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Um, You know, I can't tell you how many blessings have come from literally just me persevering. And so with this, I just encourage you to like persevere. There are going to be bumps in the road, but like, 
you have to be in love with the journey. Like that's the fun part, right. not the the sure. results. I don't care if you, you know, get a sponsorship. I don't care if you get money. Like money comes and goes, but like to enjoy this time with your guest, for me to enjoy this time with if it's 10 fans in the audience, if it's a million fans in the audience, like I enjoy that time. I cherish yeah. that time. And so that's what gets me up every morning. Yeah, same for, for me too, man. I do it for the, like I did on the early part. Um, I say I do this for, for for myself, but for the people around me to give them a voice as well. Yeah. That, like I have several people come to me like, bro, you really got a pod? Like, yeah, I got Period. one. And it's, and it's, bro, that's dope. I know somebody <laughs> that got a pod. Yeah, right. bro. Right. Like, yo. And then I, they, some people don't heard a few of mine from CST until my sport podcast. Like, mm-hmm. bro, you just started. I'm like, yeah, man, I ain't been doing it maybe two months. And I said, bro, it sound like you just it does natural sound very interviewer. Good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I appreciate it, man. It's it just something that I want to do because I used to imagine myself doing this. I used to lay in the bed at night when I can't sleep, mm-hmm. and I just picture myself doing it. Right. And I'd be like, yeah, and then I listen to podcasts because when I was used to work for Amazon, that's all I, I mm-hmm. just listen mm-hmm. to podcasts, different people podcasts, their introduction, how they greet, some people over talk them, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. And I just pick out things that I liked about mm-hmm. that podcast. You got to try to bring it into this one. And one advice you gave me that stood with me said, don't invent the wheel. Mm-hmm. Just come here, do your thing, and the people going to love you, going to love you. Period. And, and, and it's going to pop for me because I ain't going to give up. I'm going to get in y'all face. I'm going to let y'all know now. So, and something ahead. that has stuck with me, like I grew up in a very religious household, um, and I don't consider myself a religious person, but I do consider myself a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. And so for me, um, as a testimony, like spirit will beat your ass until you get up and do what I told you to do. Right on. I put this on your heart, on your mind. You can't sleep at night because I told you what you're mm-hmm. supposed to be doing. Correct. You can't, things aren't aligning when you try to, like, the safe thing to do is this, that, and the other, and it, it don't feel right. There's friction. You frustrated at this job. And I'm not telling y'all, you know, to go out there, quit your job, you know, make your money. I understand we in a Panasonic, <laughs> a Panini press. Um, make it make sense. But you, you got to... If, if you work in Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday got to be put towards your dream and what's on your heart. Facts. And eventually Facts. the time will switch. You can relax on the weekends and uh, your, your passion can be your work Monday through Friday. So, hey, I agree with everything you just said, man, because, you know, um, I just spoke with my dog, Rome, on my lab podcast. Shout out to Rome. Shout out to the Josephs. Yeah. And. It's just like these folks are working, 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 mm-hmm. man. But you always gotta take time for yourself. So absolutely, you got to You got to do that, man. Because um, you never know what they'll do to you. Right. Lay you off, or like I, I read that we might be going into a recession mm-hmm. at the end of twenty twenty three. So mm-hmm. you know, man, it's gonna be rough out here for some people. And I know how hard it is. I know I don't been through the struggle, and you know. But my my mama and my grandma always told me trouble don't last always. So Amen. just stay prayed on and you keep pushing along. Man. I love it. All right, man. Let's get back to the music. Let's get back to the music. We went on a little tangent. Right. So, um, what's your latest project? Okay, so I am currently working on an album. Okay. It's a little exclusive inf- information. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been working on this album since, really, if we being honest, honest, 2018. I released my last album, Baptize Me. Uh, 2018 May of 2018 And I kind of started writing Right after that Because I got in my first relationship right. You know Josh is Shout out to Josh 
uh, my, my first relationship. Hey, <laughs> um, and so it was such a new experience for me as a 26 year old. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, especially for like a lot of heterosexual people, don't understand that. Um, for a lot of queer people, we don't get our uh, opportunities to um, experiment and like date that childish shit y'all was doing in middle school, high school, right. and stuff like that. Right, we don't right. get to do that because we're not allowed to be out. So like we have to grow up as like full adults, but also we have the emotional maturity of like young adults while we in relationships. And so I was going through all these emotions of like, how do you date? What am I supposed to do? Like, um, and so I am somebody who likes to journal, somebody who's like, like, likes to write. Like, if you want to know what's going on with me, listen to my music. Cause I, I tell the truth in my music. I might not say it to your face or like say how I'm feeling to my, to your face, but I will always sing about it um, because I think that the best music tells the truth. And so um, I started writing a couple songs in 2018, um, really just kind of going through whatever I was feeling, 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and then beginning of 2020, the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I made the decision to pursue music full time March 11th, 2020. And 2020. March 13th, 2020, the pandemic hit and we went into lockdown. Yeah, that's the time. Everybody yeah. got a store for that time. And so I was just like, you know, I could tuck my tail and go back to that job or I can stick with what spirit told me to do. And so I just I wrote about it. I wrote about us living together for the first time. I wrote about arguments. I wrote about, uh, you know, the rose colored glasses. I wrote about all of it. Mm-hmm. And it didn't make sense because I don't I don't go into projects knowing that I'm writing a project. I just mm-hmm. kind of write a song. Whatever's on my heart, I write it. Right. So I accidentally wrote like 38 songs. And then I looked back and I was like, you're telling a story. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of whittled it down to 15 for part one. And, uh, you know, a couple might come off. A couple might be added. But I'm, I'm thinking 15. We're sitting at just under an hour. Because I know, you know, these TikTok kids like the two-minute <laughs> songs, but I grew yeah. up on three-minute-plus songs, so I got a little bit of both. Um, and I'm hoping for an August release, and this sound is just something you've never heard from me before. Like, it's just, it's so different. It's so me, um, but it took all those experiences and all that experimenting with um, TNT, my first EP, my first official EP, and then mm. baptized me. And then baptized me in TNT as an acoustic mixtape, going through all those motions to get to the sound that we've gotten to uh, today. Right on. I had a little baptized me in the background hey, uh, hey. when you was uh, talking in the beginning. And um, I'm proud of you, T. Thank you. I mean, Thank you. I first met you in, two, uh, what year is it, 2016, I believe? hmm hmm And um, that's around the time that you was um, – Getting ready for baptize me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was getting ready to drop baptize me, and he was going back and forth about it. And then um, I met you and Josh. You brought him over to the Josephs. Mm-hmm. We gave him, we gave him <laughs> shit. And um, what a night! Yeah, that was a fun, very fun night. And um, and then you said you're gonna drop baptize me. And one night, me and uh, Al, shout out to my wife, uh, Alex. We were sitting up in the bed, and she was like, hey, Karen, drop this out. I'm like, word. <laughs> she was like, yo. So we put it on. We vibed to it. And we, you know, we talked about it. And I was like, he really, you know, that was, I mean, I met other 
you know, I got rap friends that mm-hmm. do hip hop and that 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 uh, genre, but I never had a, somebody I actually knew like boom, bro, saying R and B or mm-hmm. pop type mm-hmm. music. Yeah, and that was dope to me. Thank you know you. what I'm saying? And um, and then you kept it going. Mm-hmm. I remember in 2020 when you was working, uh, you was uh, helping with the music school, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, uh, you know, all the shit happened with you know. COVID and, and pandemic and we had to sit still for a while and I think that the hustler mentality the ambitious people that did us a lot because mm-hmm. we was like these folk giving out their money and we got to make a way Yeah, now we got to survive yeah. we got to adapt we got to do these things to uh, make it so I'm going to do what I love now period period and to make money and in 2020 like I said in my story two years ago that I felt like bro I'm working for these folk. I'm talking about I'm working at Amazon at the time. These folks still send me out there to send them packages out. They don't give a damn right, about no right. COVID nineteen. They hey, we need these packages out. Right. And myself, I'm like, bro, this ain't for me. And so. if you died, they would have a new driver tomorrow. For sure. Big they fact. don't care. They do not care. And that's why when people are like, I don't want to use my PTO, I don't want to use my sick time. Fuck that. Like <laughs> excuse my language, you know, grandma, if you're listening, I apologize. Um but I just, I have never, and my mom can tell you, I have never been the type. Funny story. I know it's derailing, but it's important to my story. I worked for a very rep, reputable uh, insurance company. I'm not going to name no names. If you know, you know. Uh, in 2018. And uh, I got the opportunity to go to Beachella uh, with my best friend, LK's wife, Alex, and her little sister, Avery. Facts. We paid for these tickets eight months in advance. I put my PTO in six months in advance. I got approved from the first part, and then my manager had to approve. Three days before we were supposed to go on a trip, my manager was like, you don't have enough time for a day and a half of your five-day trip. And I was like, okay, I'll just take it unpaid because I was a full-time employee. That was in our handbook. I went to HR about it. They were like, yep, you can do that. My manager took it to his boss and was like, well, if we let you do that, then we're going to have to let everybody do that. So what you going to do? I said, do I need to put my two weeks before I leave for this trip or <laughs> when I get back? We swamped. So he was like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, uh, we don't have to go to that route. You can. Um, there were something called the point system. So you get points and that just prevented you from, you know, getting a raise or uh, moving out of the department for a certain amount of time. So he was like, we can just do that or whatever. I was like, bet. I left, went, had the time of my life. If you've seen Homecoming on Netflix, you know it's fucking nuts. And I came back a changed man. It solidified for me that that was what I was supposed to be doing. Like, Cardi B got paid like $45,000 for a 30-minute set at Coachella. That's wild. 30 minutes? Yeah, I can do that. And I'm working (laughs) 8 hours, 10 hours, 12 hours a day to make $20 an hour. Like, that don't make sense. Yeah. Uh, long story short, I got fired for going to see Beyonce, and I would do it again. So, uh, and you know, I'm I'm not gonna look back and and tying that back to what you said with Amazon. Like, you got to do what you got to do. You got to handle your business and know that there is money out there to let you continue thriving. Like when you walk to me, when you walk in gratitude, and you just like I'm appreciative for the roof over my head. I'm appreciative for the Thanks, gas in my car. Boy. I'm appreciative that I can afford to buy the equipment to invest in my dreams. The universe will bless you tenfold. And that is literally how I'm sitting here with you today talking about my next album. I built a whole studio at my mom's house because of walking in gratitude. Or that hard. And when I tell people, people too, man, I'm thankful and I'm grateful, man. 
You got to be thankful and got grateful, to. man. Got to. Because without you need you need the support of the people, man, and your family and your foundation to do things. And you got to know what you like. You say you what you here for, right? It'll click with you. Mm-hmm. Trust me. You just keep living. Mm-hmm. It'll click. And listen, I think yeah. that people are so hard-headed. I think that as kids, we know what we gravitated towards. We might not have the whole vision figured out, but you heard a voice, a sound. If you wasn't a kid, you was a teenager. If you wasn't a teenager, you was a young adult. And somebody somewhere said, that's not possible. You can't do that. You're not supposed to do that. Men don't do that. Women don't do that. And you talked yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. And having a stronger internal voice to be like, they might have said that I can't do that, but I'm going to prove them wrong. Even if you got to work with spite, you just got to work. Right. You know, I'm going to do this to spite them. I don't you know, believe in using spite as a motivator, but whatever gets you there. <laughs> um, you yeah. know, just believing yourself, believing that little voice in your head, in your chest, telling you like, this is what we're here to do. And life just gets so much easier. Things just start to click. Yeah. Life life does get uh, easier for you when you're doing the thing that you love, though. If you go to a job that you hate going to every day, it just makes you miserable, man. Right. right. You miserable. Your kids miserable. Your family miserable. You hold because, that energy. Right. That energy. You can feel it. You yeah. can feel it. Yeah. So, what did they say? That's chakras. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Got to be aligned. Got to be aligned. So, album, August. Fingers crossed. Now I'm gonna. Are I'm you giving us a name or no? Man, you ain't got to. No, no. We'll move on. We'll move on. No, 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 no. We gonna. We gonna do it. We ain't gonna do it. We gonna do it. It's it's a it's a good one. Is what I'll tell you. It's it's a good. All right. Don't do it like that. All right. We got. We're gonna move to the entrepreneur side right quick, and then we're gonna go to producing and directing. We got Clara Rose. Candles We burning one right now War and glory That's my best one Thank you But I'm gonna let you name them Go ahead Go through you Go through your candles So uh, last November October 2021 Yep You know we still Kinda on lockdown United States don't know What the fuck we doing (laughs) Um, And I was on YouTube Well really I had been thinking about A way to Really love on my grandmother's um, because they're both still alive And I wanted to honor them in a way Beyond my music Because um, I know that that's going to come And I'll be able to spoil them like I want to spoil them But I wanted to give them a legacy Beyond just us As grandkids right. And so um, I found this entrepreneur on YouTube um, I believe her company is called The Black Sunflower Co and she is a single mom who started a candle company at the top of the pandemic, okay. uh, 2020. And I want to say in like 18 months, she was at six figures. Really? Yeah. That's wild. And <laughs> now they just did a follow-up interview with her, and she had 250000 a year from off. something she started in her house. Off candles. Off candles. That's hard. And so I was just like, there is money to be made. And I've always loved candles. That's my mom. Like, I just, scent is such a powerful uh, tool. It can transport you places. It can unlock memories that you forgot about. It can create new memories. And so I've always loved candles. I've always loved smelling good. And so I was just like, if she can do this, I can do this. And so I told my mom. And then I just started, like, ordering shit. Like, how do I make candles? Like, uh, teach me how to do that. Uh, sense like what sense mm-hmm. work 
and all the shit I started with was like so basic. And I was like, I don't want, I'm tired of us as black folks, um, not being allowed or not being seen in luxury spaces. Um, I think about like, if Nike tells you that a shoe is $300, you're going to pay $300 for that shoe because Nike said that's what it's valued at. Yeah, or what the rappers or whatever right, the famous right. people say. But if we say something that I made, you know me. You can see my face. You can hear my voice. You can hear my music. You can hear the passion behind my projects is worth $50 um, oftentimes. And this hasn't happened to me. I'm so blessed that it hasn't. But I've seen creators will uh, be met with, well, can you do 30 or like that's too much or can I get a hookup like you know yeah and it's just mean. like if you really believe in me you believe in what I'm doing then don't ask me for a hookup unless that is mutually beneficial to the two of us Correct. if you're gonna sell the product for me or you know you got a, a magazine or a radio or a podcast that we can mutually benefit that's Facts. one thing but if you're just looking for a hookup because you don't want to pay full price like that's just not cool to me and so um I started making candles in like November of last year and they were kind of basic and I have an excellent sense of smell. So I started investing in more expensive fragrance oils and I would take two in my hand and smell two of them together and then add a third. And I started, you know, cooking up in the kitchen and uh, that's how you came up uh, or we came up with these custom fragrances. And then I was like, well, I don't want to just have candles. Not everybody's a candle person. Plus, uh, by the time we launched, it was uh, Mother's Day of this year, so it's hot outside. So right. I started making room sprays, did the same thing. Uh, now we're working on uh, colognes and perfumes coming in July, body butters coming in July, bath bombs coming in July. Um, and I'm really trying to be a one-stop shop for a black-owned uh, luxury bed, bath, and beyond. Yeah, bath and body hard. works. That's hard, bro. I'm proud of you on that, too. Thank you. Thank um, you. I'm going to give him a little sni- uh, snippet. Each uh, name of his fragrances and his candles are named after his songs. Yeah, yeah. Facts. How many total? So it's it's six right now. Six. So Warren Glory, Eden. The hardest one, Warren Glory. I ain't going to hold you. Um, And Come Over. Come Over hard. I ain't going to lie. I like that one too. And then our room sprays are Saltwater and Surrender, Wash Me Ashore, and Antidote. And those are all like... Six of my favorite songs that I I've ever written. I ain't on that salt water yet. No. Yeah, I got problem. some in the car. Got you. Got you. But they're all songs that mean so much to me, and songs that I would consider like deep cuts for me. Like you know, beyond the singles that I've promoted, and you know, um, the ones that like have music videos and stuff like that. I really wanted to pick songs that meant something to me that told stories. And I guess a little exclusive, like when July comes, I want to make playlist for. The products so that um, when you're burning them in your house, you can listen to the music that I heard when I was creating these scents for your spaces. So I yes. always want to incorporate. Oh, yeah. So you go have like a QR code or something. Yeah. Like that. Uh, I'm going to use um, probably like the website. So I'll post it on Instagram, Twitter, stuff like that and drive you back to the website. So people visit so the website. Link tree. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. Oh, perfect. That'd be perfect. So, um, you know, we cooking up. Couple of things on the Claire Rose side. Hey, bro, well. that fire! I didn't even think about that. <laughs> that you can put the cute, yeah, that hard, yeah, the link tree or whatever. Again, you music, music, and smell is so powerful, and so I never want to lose sight of the music. Music is the most important thing to me, and every time you burn this candle, I want you to remember that there was a musician behind uh, creating this. Yeah, music is beautiful, man. Then, like you said, the smell, uh, music—you can, you can grieve through music. Mm-hmm. 
You can love through music. Right. You can be happy through music. Whatever music is just Powerful. universal. Powerful. It touch in it's I don't care what nationality right. you is. You don't gotta understand the language. You Nothing. can just feel the intention behind the music that's created. I love Spanish music. I can't speak a lick of Spanish. I love <laughs> French music. I I can speak a little French, but not enough to, you know, understand all the lyrics, right. but it just feels good. And that with this album that I'm working on, uh, that was the intention behind this part one was I just wanted to feel good. I wanted to feel like I can bump this in the car. I can bump this in my room. I can sing this in the shower. Mm-hmm. Um, and most importantly for me is it feels good when I'm performing. Like when I bring this live, does this feel good? And if it All doesn't, right. then it don't make the album. Correct. Correct. So. Claire Rose, where can they find Claire Rose? Candleco.com. Um, Instagram at Clara Rose Candleco. Twitter at Clara Rose Candleco. Facebook at Clara Rose Candleco. Google Clara Rose Candleco. Mm-hmm. You know. You got it all down pat. And I forgot to mention the music part. So to look up your music is Carrington Kelso. Kelso. Mm-hmm. Carrington with a C because a lot of y'all like to do K E. It's C A R R I N G T O N. Last name Kelso, K E L S O, like that 70s show, Dr. Kelso. Uh, and that is my real name. A lot of people think that's like a stage name. Like yeah, I made yeah, that up. Sure. That's on my birth certificate. So yeah, I call them C Keys at that Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so you're everywhere Apple Music, Spotify, mm-hmm. Tidal. Mm-hmm. They can Google find Play, you anywhere. Amazon, uh, SoundCloud. I'm working on Audio Mac right now because um, they're doing a lot for uh, independent artists. And so, you know, I'm going to go wherever I'm celebrated. Hey, man. Yeah, you got to be celebrated. You right, can't be right. nowhere I mean, you don't want need to be. We can't do this without y'all. It. Like, independent music, especially with, like, Spotify pays us .003 cent a stream. Right. So think about how many streams you would have to do to make a dollar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my studio alone was, like, 2000 Really? Yeah. Like laptop, that's about computer, right. that's about me too. microphone, like everything that I'm putting into. So like when people are like, oh, I'll stream your music, like because I'm independent, I need you to buy it. I need you to like spend that $10 on the CD uh, mm-hmm. for this album. Uh, I guess cat's out of the bag. I'm going to get it pressed on vinyl. So, oh, that hard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm in talks to getting that done. So the merch, the vinyl sale, like that's really what... Allows me to reinvest in the music for like ads and like I want to go on tour hopefully next year maybe like a little East Coast tour. Into this and right, too. right. I wanted to do it this year, but like the pandemic is just so weird and people have been so weird with it. So you know, whenever the Lord is ready f- to send me on the road, Beyonce, if you trying to sign me, <laughs> Parkwood Entertainment. That's that's who I want for real. Columbia Records, specifically Parkwood Entertainment. So if anybody got the hook up, you listening to this, tell Beyonce I'm ready when she ready. Hey, that hard man. In the background, we got Salt Water and Surrender, Surrender off yes, the back. Yes. Baptize me album. Um, So we gotta get into the producing and directing now. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that. So the production started over the pandemic, um, and it came from a necessity of like people kind of dragging their ass. Like I was ready to work, Mm -hmm. and people are like, "Oh, you know, the sky is blue today. So can we rain check? (laughs) My nose running a little bit. Can we? Can we? Can we move this to 
you know, next week. Right. And it's just like shit don't get done unless we do it. So, and I know we couldn't meet in person, but I'm, you know, emailing files back and forth, recording as much as I could at home. You know, I'm trying to get the ball rolling. I'm trying to get this done. And finally, um, one of my biggest inspirations for it was Russ, the rapper mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, out of Atlanta. Um, he has a song called Do It Myself, and he talks about it all the time. Like, he raps, writes, produces, Produce mix, master, yeah. engineer. Like, he doing it all himself. And it, it, there is a beauty in collaboration that I never want to lose because I do like collaborating with good producers and engineers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there is a freedom and a speed to be able to be like, I can wake up in the morning and make something that I'm proud of. Right. Like, Eden, I produced 97% of that on my own. That's hard. Uh, Dance Like You Know My Name, I produced it all. Um, and a lot of this album I produced on my own. I got a couple of um, collaborations with like producers and stuff that I respect. But um, I think I don't think we would have gotten it. We I don't think we would have been able to get it out in August if I was waiting for people. So yeah. I, I just kind of taught myself. I use a lot of samples and loops and stuff like that. And I know a lot of people are like, ooh, I don't consider that producing unless you mix it from scratch. Or kiss my ass. Like, it is what it is. Um, this is my creative process. And if you like the music, great. If you don't like the music, also great. Like, I don't take nothing personally. Right. You but, can't do in this business. Right. Until I can get to the skill set that I want to get to. And I'm, I'm working on it. But... Um, I always want to give the people who have been writing for me new music, let them in on my life, but also uh, new fans. Like I've made so many new fans over the pandemic um, from people going back. Like I was featured on a podcast. Shout out to uh, Dan Hall and Mm -hmm. in the Kia Q. He's in London and found me on a playlist and was like, can you come on my show? Can you do a black LGBTQ special, like host mm. it? And then I did my own episode. Um, and these are things I dreamed of, like being right. an international artist. Technically, I am. People outside of the United States have heard my music. And so why wouldn't I continue to push? And and y'all are gravitating towards the new stuff, the stuff that I've produced. Like, I can understand right. if you was like, oh, shit, your old shit is harder. But y'all mm. like eating. Y'all like dance like you know my name. You like come over. You like uh, worlds apart and so yeah, I, come over. I was like okay we need to keep going keep pushing come over is actually um i produced that with a friend of mine her name her artist name is Karuja, um but her real name is leah and uh, we met at a singer-songwriter competition in atlanta mm-hmm. and she is just a uh, real cool like down to earth about her business um really nice person and uh, we bring out the best in each other. So it That's was really hard. cool to work with her on that. And like come over was kind of like a very liberating moment for me because I feel like I was playing it safe because I thought about like, you know, younger fans or like, you know, church folk and you mm-hmm. know people who didn't see me as like a sexual person. And so come over right. is so sexual. It is. Um, but I was just like, first of all, I'm grown. Uh, and second of all Y'all having sex Y'all out here having sex So why can't right. I sing about it and, and it's some like real shit It's not like I was being crude Or like unnecessarily nasty Like mm-hmm. I, I say some things But it, it's like innuendo It's not like right in your face Right And so that was like Okay you know The shackles are off And now what else can I say How else can I be You know uh, Truthful in my heart And that's You know what this next album is about and speaking of the next album, I, I know people might want to know. You might answer. You might not. You got any other artists on this album? 
Okay, so I'm working on that. Um, collaboration is something that is so sacred to me. And uh, my friend Gene, my brother Gene, you know, shout out to Jin J Productions, um, was Gene like, you know, it's time. It's time for yeah. you to start collaborating with other people. And I'm down for that. Uh, I think it is time for me to, you know, move that bar forward. Um, but I'm also trying not to get taken advantage of. Right, um, right, I feel like right. I've spoken to some people and um, they kind of tried to rip me off, like huh? charging oh, gotcha. X dollars for a feature. I get what you're um, saying. But, and please hear me loud and clear. I'm not above paying people for what they're worth. Um, but in doing the research that I was doing for these people, um, looking at their Spotify numbers, looking at their YouTube numbers, looking at their mm. Instagram engagement, the numbers weren't adding up. What you was charging wouldn't necessarily give me a return on my investment. And right. so I have to think about that. Would I rather, you know, give $500 to an artist for a 30 second feature or put out a $500 ad and get that in front of, you know, right. thousands of gotcha, people. Gotcha, and so um, there are a couple of more artists that I want to reach out to. Um, for features, but I won't slow up this release for that. I get what it, this saying. is a complete solo album. It is what it is, and we can release remixes. Right. Um, but I, I do want a couple of people on this project. I think it'd be a lot of fun, uh, especially when it comes to like music videos and like live performances. Uh-huh. Correct. But um, I'm not going to compromise my art or do something financially foolish uh, right now. But right. you know. Respect. If people want to invest, hop over to Patreon. Um, again, at Carrington Kelso, um, that gives me more loose cash to put into right, hiring right. more talent to to collaborate with. But um, you know, we'll see. We will see. I'm a, I'm a, I'm waiting on it now. Yeah, I think I'll, I'm gonna do a little listening party. Probably two. Probably one for the close friends. So mm-hmm. y'all can hear the project kind of where it's at now. Give me some notes, and then I will uh, touch it up, and then we'll do a real listening party. All right, I might let you listen to a little bit before I leave tonight. All right, we're gonna listen to a little dance, like you know me. We're gonna take a small break. We're gonna uh, refresh these cups, and uh, we'll be right back with you in about thirty seconds. Clink, 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 clink. That was Dance Like You Know Me. Dance Like You Know My Name. Know My Name. Sorry. So that was um, a real fun one that I produced all by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And if anybody's seen Lemonade by Beyonce, Mm -hmm. um, it was heavily inspired by Don't Hurt Yourself. Um, Got you. 
I feel like, you know, sometimes in relationships, people get real comfortable and they stop seeing you as like a person. And it's just like, oh, you're my person. You're like here in this space. Um, And so I wanted to write about like pretty much like, bitch, don't forget who I am. Like, right. Dance like act like you know me. Act like if you if you say I'm a star and you know I'm this that and the other, um, then treat me like that. And I just you know had to get that off my chest. And and I grew up with music like that. Like once I got out of the house because my mom didn't really have like secular music in the house, um, but some of my neighbors, um, shout out to the Zeno family, um, they lived down the street from me, and we grew up together playing video games, Yu Gi Oh, Pokemon, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, their dad was really into rock band. And so we was like, you know, singing creep and uh, 30 seconds to Mars and Lincoln park. And like just all this music that I had never heard before. And I quickly fell in love. Lincoln park was hard. Right. Right. Uh, rest in peace to Chester. Right. And so like, I'll never let that kind of music go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I heard that from the guitar, I was like, I got to make something with this. And, you know, I, I just heard, the melody and boom boom hey <laughs> one thing they don't know is you are the die hardest come on beyond talk fan. about it talk about it a stand if you will and she just hey hey don't get in trouble now i know right i ain't gonna give about a little snippet what you thought about release it? your wiggle i'm a stand i'm a stand i was so full i was so full um, hearing this, hearing the sound, I understand why Drake dropped first mm-hmm. because he he knew something. Yeah, he knew this was up. He knew the sound was coming, and so um, I think that Beyonce did it better. No shade, and the reason I'll say that is because Beyonce took the time to do the research and um, bring in a staple of not only the LGBTQ community but of bounce mm-hmm. music with Big Frida. Not yeah. that Drake hasn't. That's the first person I thought of. Right, right. Freedom. Right. Big like, freedom. It, it, she just gets you up. Mm-hmm. And like Beyonce said, she wanted to start uh, like a renaissance of joy and love. And like the message behind the song is just so fun. It's just so freeing. And I think people, a lot of people were looking for like a crack in Beyonce's armor. Like mm-hmm. this isn't as good as Lemonade or Four or whatever the fuck. Because uh, she's not singing and did it. like mm-hmm. it's not supposed to be about that. She said she wanted to take us back to the clubs in the late '80s, early '90s, and this right. feels like that. Um, and for her to drop it during Pride Month, this feels like an LGBTQ anthem. Word. And so I, I loved it. Go. I'm excited for the rest of the album. Like I'm hoping that we get a music video at midnight because mm-hmm. uh, her publicist put something up on Monday night, mm-hmm. and it just said Tuesday, Friday, Tuesday. Mm, okay. So what does that mean, Beyonce? So like you she dropped the song out. on Tuesday, so something coming, coming right? right. Gotcha. And then something else is coming on Tuesday. Yeah, my wife, y'all, come on, y'all, yeah, keep your mouth down. So that shit. And when Beyonce. you see her live, when you come, because you're gonna come to the store. <laughs> she, with yeah, us. she trying to make me, yeah. make me, make me. When make you me. see her, we gonna come back on this podcast. We're gonna have another conversation, and you are going to understand. It will be justified. I've seen Beyonce live four times. <laughs> and every time she has only topped herself, like every time the the show gets bigger, tighter, more extravagant, like mm-hmm. it's just I don't even have work. Like I just and I've been to a lot of concerts. I love going to see live music. Ain't nobody on her caliber. I only can take your word. We'll go. We're going. We're going. 
And then we'll be back. Y'all tune in for the next podcast. We're going to talk about this. He's going to be like, y'all, the show is off the chain. <laughs> and I was like, see, didn't I tell? Let's run, rewind the tape because I said it. Word, word, word. She's just fantastic. Thanks. And it's. I just want to have fun. I just want to enjoy this era. I don't want to get in no arguments. Like, I will if I have to, but mm-hmm. Beyonce's resume speaks for itself at this point. Like, she debuted at number one in 30 countries, and she's been, been in the music industry for over 25 years. Like, the numbers are there. Like, right. what else? The Grammys are there. The most... Grammy nominated. I ain't, got nothing, like, I ain't got nothing bad to say about me. Right. I never have had anything right. bad to say. It's just, so, I mean, these are to the very specific y'all be, people. But beehive, y'all, y'all. Dangerous. We dangerous. Y'all extra sometimes. <laughs> I mean, she makes us this way. Yeah. She makes us this way. And, you know, if I'm going to stand anybody, I'm going to stand the best. So thank you, Beyonce, for the constant inspiration. Uh, thank you for this new song. Uh, I've been listening to it nonstop. Or, um, and I'm excited to see the music video. I'm excited to see what the rest of the project sounds like because what a lot of people don't know about Beyonce, if you look at her previous stuff from when she started managing herself uh, during the four era, so this mm-hmm. is like 2011. Excuse me. Um, her first single from four was "Run the World," and it was kind of EDM. It was a little weird. Who, people didn't who run, run the, the world, world girls. Okay, yeah. It was a little weird. Song. People were like, oh, "I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't get it." Mm-hmm. And then that album had Love on Top, I Care, oh. like uh, School in Life. Um, there I were like just so one. many big songs. So, like, she doesn't always pick what we think should be the number one single uh, or the biggest song on there. Um, but when I saw Run the World live is when I got it, when the pieces came together for me. Because mm-hmm. when I first heard it, I'm going to be honest, Beehive, I didn't really get it. It, it wasn't my favorite Beyonce song. But once I saw it live, I was like, I understand the vision. I understand what she's doing. Um, And Beyonce is one of those artists that when you hear her songs live, you can't go back and listen to the studio version because she always tops herself. And as an artist, that is what I aspire to. If you hear me perform something live, I want it to vocally sound better than I did in the studio. I'm pushing myself harder than I am in the studio because I have something to prove. I'm hungry for it. Right. I'm going to pick at you a little bit. Okay. Have Beyonce did something you you squint your eye like, oh. like career wise or musically? Musically, um, all career wise because I feel you you brought that up for a reason. Well, because a lot of people like to say like she stayed with Jay Z. Oh, like how could you? Do we really know the true story though? Right, it's not our business. We know right. the story that they've shared with us from yeah. Lemonade to Four Four Four. Right. And it's none of my business as a fan. Mm-hmm. That's not my marriage. And so I can uh, be inspired by Beyonce, but I don't look to nobody for like couple goals. Like right. that's not what I go to her for. I look for art and inspiration in that. So a lot of people like to poke and prod. That's her, um, her the crack in her armor. Uh, musically, there are some songs that um, I don't love. But Beyonce's never done anything I, I hate. Yes. And so, um, depending on my mood, like, I might skip Black Parade. No shame. Um, <laughs> but I, I still enjoyed the song for what it was, what she did for the community, and what that song represented. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never been like, oh, turn this off. Like, skip this. Because it's just, you know, terrible. Um, I enjoy Beyonce. And I, I try not to hold her to... 
um, any standard from a previous album. I think it's so important for artists to grow and fans to let them grow. And one of my biggest grievances with a lot of artists in the industry now is they find a formula that works and they continually do that same sound over and over and over again because, well, my fans like it, so I shouldn't challenge them to hear me doing right. something differently sonically. I get what you're saying. Um, and I think that Beyonce has evolved every album, um, pushing herself as an artist every single time. And so... Um, I'm going into this album with no expectation. Like yes. whatever she gives me, I'm going to sit with and digest and try to understand what she's trying to give me, and then I'll make an opinion. Antidote. This is antidote. Also a really fun one. When you made this, this was on Baptize Me. So yeah. this was probably 2016, 2017. Um, this one's also a little spicy. If you like, listen to the lyrics. Um, and this was, I guess, one of the first times that I had, like, dipped my toe into, like, the more sensual waters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I pretty much say in the chorus, like, when I call your name, will you come for me? Right. And so at the surface, it's like, will you, like, come to me? But then, you know, underneath, it's, like, sexual innuendo. I let you get that. I can't do it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Uh, back to Beyonce right quick before we move okay, on to okay. the uh Directed. LGBTQ. Oh, oh we, we we didn't finish that either. Did no, we, we didn't right, talk we'll, about it. We'll go back to that. <laughs> then we'll finish with LGB. Whatever. I can't too many letters. Y'all got y'all got right. We got a lot. There's a lot in the alphabet mafia. But uh, them black boxes she was selling. What you think they are? Um, so I know it's gonna be the CD. I know we're gonna get a T-shirt. Um, and there are four different T-shirts. And there's some kind of collectible book, and the boxes are collectible. So I don't know if it's going to be scenes from like a music video or a visual album or something um, printed on the box, but right. it's going to be something like that. I got nervous and bought all four. So, which which one did you get? All four of them. Really? <laughs> yeah, I bought uh, one number one and number four for me and my sister. Mm-hmm. And then number four sold out because Beyonce's favorite number is four. So everybody expecting that to have something special in it or about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number one sold out. And I was just like, you know, I think after this project, Beyonce is really going to. I think Beyonce is really going to sit down for a while. And so, you know, with her being a mother, of three kids and, you know, so. Oh, mother, three kids. Number three might be the one. Right. So I bought all three because I just don't know what she's going to do. I like to be prepared. I don't like, you know, to be sorry. I like to be safe. So, so when is it supposed to drop though? I- uh, so because the album comes out July 29th, I think shipping for the boxes is going to start on the 29th so that the album won't leak because gotcha. break my soul technically leaked on Twitter, maybe at 8 PM. Mm-hmm. And so they released it early on title. So it was okay. out two hours early, and then they released it at midnight everywhere. But, like, why would you release or leak a Beyonce song in the year 2022? Like, you're getting fired. Whoever in her camp is would even think about that. Like, somebody getting fired. So I hope it was worth it. Yeah, I, I, I hate to be that person. That would be terrible. Right. Like, you know she loves a surprise. She wants 
the fans to have the music when it's ready with her vision and you're getting paid top dollar. I know Beyonce pays top dollar. Right. So for this to leak, couldn't have been no accident. Nobody accidentally leaks Beyonce's music. Like from, because for the album leaked, after that we've not had any problems from mm. Lemonade to um, Everything is Love with her and Jay-Z to uh, Black is King from Lion King. Nothing leaked. And now you're talking about this new album. All of a sudden there's, Leaks in the boat? No, that don't make sense. Nah, it don't make sense. But another thing don't make sense. I'm laying in the bed at one a.m. My wife bumping <laughs> me. Oh, uh, Beyonce dropping the album, carrots it on the phone. So now we up in the bed. I was in tears. <laughs> I was in tears. Let me tell you. Let me rewind it. Let me paint a picture for y'all because y'all don't get it. You don't understand. First, we got to go back to 2013. Okay. This, this I was at Georgia Southern. And uh, for the Scandal Watchers, you know the episode I'm talking about. Sally Langston had just killed her husband on Scandal. The blood splattered all over the screen. It was the half-season finale, Mm -hmm. and it went off at like 9 o'clock. At like 9.45, everybody on Twitter talking about um, Scandal, 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 Scandal. You know, uh, Mm -hmm. it was uh, Shonda Rhyme Thursday. She had Scandal. She had How to Get Away with Murder. Like, that was her day. That was the time. Beyonce hit a button, flipped a switch, and you just saw a link, and it just said iTunes Beyonce. Mm. No promotion, no single. I remember that. I was at Southern. No, there was no warning, and people were so pissed at her because her last album had come out in 2011. Uh, she went on tour. That was the first time me and Alex saw Beyonce that okay. year in 2013, and she was performing old music, and everybody mm. was pissed like, I can't believe this bitch. Is making me pay X amount of dollars <laughs> and it's old music, blah, 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 blah. Fuck her. I'm not her fan no more. Like talking cash shit. And then December 13th, mm-hmm. 2013, she just pressed a button. 13, 14 songs, 17 videos out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. again, I'm calling your wife and she is asleep in the dead <laughs> of night. I am <laughs> screaming. And if she can find that phone, I can't remember what phone she had, but I left a very. Uh, aggressive voicemail <laughs> because I needed her up. I needed her awake. So this time, fast forward, now we in 2022. I was like, you know, it's it's one o'clock, two o'clock. Hopefully she's not asleep. <laughs> wake up, wake up. Something shifted in the atmosphere. I need every first before I woke her up. I went to wake my mom up. Okay, I had my laptop in my hand and I just ran into her room and turned on her light. She looking confused, like, "Are we getting robbed? What's going on?" And I just point to the website and it was shopbeyonce.com and she had the silver t shirt and the boxes spinning around and she was like, mm-hmm. "What am I looking at? Like, I'm half asleep. What's going on?" And I was like, "The album's coming. Like, this is her announcement." And like, the reason I love Beyonce so much is because she makes an, an experience like. When do you get hype for an album like that? Who else right. do you get hype for? Like, because people are like, you know, you do too much for Beyonce, blah, 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 blah. Okay, who do you do too much for? Like, those boxes were $40 a piece. I bought all four, and I don't know what's inside of them. Who are you doing that for? This, this, this. Who are you? This, Drake? You doing that for Drake? You doing that for Kendrick? You doing that for J. Cole? Who are you I, doing that for? Four boxes at $40 a pop, you don't know what's inside. Who would you do that so for? So is this a question that if somebody else do that, would I buy? Yes. Mm-hmm. What artist w- could get you me personally? Yes, uh-huh. yeah. Cole, okay. Jigga, you would buy four, four of them, all four. If he, if they did four no. separate boxes, I'm lying. hell no, right, right. <laughs> hell no. Like, it, and and that's okay. I understand 
But Beyonce's put in the work. She has never disappointed me. So if she says, swipe your card, and I have it to swipe, mm-hmm. it's getting swiped. Period. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Sorry. I'm a little bit Real beehive. Real beehive. Y'all know. Y'all know. Sound off in the comments. I just want to see some bees in the comments. Hey. Mobile. <laughs> Mobile. Could have 160. Ooh. But she she let us do shop pay so we can break it down into four payments. Hey, they changed the game. Yeah, that's changed the game. Clarina, after pay, yeah. what else? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Affirm, also, game. real quick, real shout, real quick shout out. Claire Rose offers shop pay. So if you want to break down oh, your candle hard. purchase into four payments, we offer that as well. But yeah, no, that changed the game. Hey, that hard. <laughs> I ain't even know you can do that as yep, a small yep. business. Uh, so you have to do like so many um, sales. To mm-hmm. prove that, like you're legitimate. Also, oh, we there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That hard. Hey, you know, talk we, your um, shit, bro. Poke your teeth. This week, and again, it's not about money, but I just I want y'all to know that I'm just so proud and so blessed, and I'm walking in gratitude. We just broke four figures, like in sales, and so wow. like I never imagined this. We launched on Mother's Day, um, and so thank you to everybody who supported, who's bought, who shares. Uh, and this on DNA. We're just getting started. And we only got six products. We got three candles and three room sprays. Wait till the rest of this shit drop. My boy said. respect on my name. For sure. Let's get period, it, man. Period. Period. All right. We got to back it up, back it up. We're going right. to get this to direct and we're going to go. Okay. Ahead. Okay. Get that right quick. Directing what made you get in there. So, um, going back to what I was talking about with like vision, I think okay. vision is so important. And when I hear a song, when I, um, Smell something when I hear, you know, you talk about a podcast or something, mm-hmm. it, it's like a movie runs in my head. Gotcha. Like I can see an entire whatever um, from the start to the finish. And so I first started directing for myself. Um, I did the Human Nature music video, mm-hmm. um, the Baptize Me music video, the Eden music video. And then I got a couple more for, uh, excuse me, this album coming up. Right. And then um, my first, like, external directorial uh, debut was um, my friend Paige. It's, uh, mm-hmm. She's an artist out of L.A. It's at PGE. Uh, fantastic R&B artist. We've been friends since high school. Uh, love her down. Um, she has a song called LATL, talking about her move from Atlanta to L.A. and pursuing her dreams and pursuing her music. Mm-hmm. And she was just like... There's nobody else I would want to direct this but you. And I was That's like, pretty much like, bitch, why? Like, <laughs> why me? <laughs> and um, we got together on Zoom. Or maybe we were like on Instagram and we had a group chat. It was like two videographers, her and me. And we talked about our vision and like her vision, what she wanted for the video, what I saw, what I heard. And uh, you can check that out on uh, YouTube if you type in L-A-T-L, like L-A. Atlanta, all one word, so L-A-T-L. Mm-hmm. And then her artist name is P-G-E. But I'm so proud of how, like, that video turned out. And we didn't have no budget. We just kind of, like, uh, running gun. We were shooting, you know, around Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, such a freeing experience because, like, usually I'm in front of the camera and I'm directing. So to mm-hmm. just be behind the camera and, like, give instructions and, yeah. like, be able to, like, see 
immediately like what was shot and be like, I like this. I don't like this. I want this. I don't want this. Mm -hmm. Just gave me that fire to be like, oh, no, I can do this. Like commercials, my own music videos, other people's music videos. Like, let me know and we can make some magic. I didn't hold it, bro. I didn't even know you did it. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm doing. I, I've, I've tried to get out of the mindset of saying I'm trying because I am doing. I'm walking in. Mm-hmm. And so I never want to, you know, spit in the universe face to be like, oh, I'm not there yet. Like, no, I'm, I'm there. I'm in the thick of it. I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing. I got to pick up that, too. Mm-hmm. I got to get that lingo. I'm doing. When somebody asks me about something, I'll be like, I'm trying. Like, no, I'm no, doing. I'm doing. Okay. Amen. I'm learning. Amen. Amen. So let's move to a, maybe a little deeper convo here. Okay. You are a gay black male. Yes, sir. In Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Metro Atlanta, Georgia. Um, Just tell us about being a, a gay male in Atlanta, though. Like, just sure. the things you have faced since. In, let's talk about your industry first. Sure. That you being a black gay male. Recording artists Has it been obstacles Or has it been smoother Or what Have you Had any problems With So uh, My Queerness Has Knock on wood Not been a problem yet Industry wise Like I've been blessed to be around Producers and musicians First of all So many artists Are some kind of queer So Wait hold on Say it one more time (laughs) So many artists Creatives. Oh, I thought you said all artists got to look No, no, queer. no, no, no. Oh, my no, no, no. So many artists, so <laughs> many people in this industry gotcha. are. Um, and so it's easy to kind of rub shoulders with other members of the LGBTQ community. Not saying that that doesn't also uh, cause obstacles because there's a lot of uh, internalized homophobia. And I think that if I was more feminine, like mm-hmm. Saucy Santana or Little Nas X sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Todrick Hall can be, you know, uh, I don't think that I would have necessarily had all the opportunities that I have had because yes. still to this day people come up to me and they're like, you know, oh, I, I couldn't tell or I didn't know that you were gay like did it until Josh walk up or, you know, I say something or I do something. But I don't take that as, you know, a badge of honor, like, ooh, I can pass this straight. But right. I understand that I have privilege in being more butch, more masculine. Um, mm-hmm. And so that uh, privilege allows me different opportunities in the industry. Yes. Like, if I don't want somebody to know I'm gay, I can, quote, unquote, hide it. Right. Um, and so being in Atlanta, one of the gayest cities in the world. Um, that is a fact. You can't throw a rock without hitting somebody in the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. But there are still a lot of gatekeepers who would rather have us in the background than in the foreground. Gotcha. And so um, I have not run into any of those problems yet. Um, I am not wishing that on myself, but I also understand that those obstacles may come. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm praying that with Clara Rose, with what I'm doing, with my own music, that I can build my own table and invite the people that I want to that table rather than asking for permission uh, to be at somebody else's table. Oh, that's all right. So my next question is, so being in that community, um, it's not, you maybe you answered it already, but it's not their own, like we automatically back you if you're part of this community. So it's just, not necessarily. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There, there are problems just like in the black community. Yeah. Like, you can't go to just, you know, any neighborhood, any hood and yeah. be like, you know, these are my people. Right. Like, uh, 
in the queer community, there's a lot of intersectionality. So I am a queer man, but I'm also a black man. So that creates an intersection. Yes. Um, now, if I was white and queer, that would be a different intersection. Yeah, I would have different opportunities. I would be allowed in different spaces because of my whiteness. Yes. Latinx and queer. Uh, female and queer. Like, there are so many different intersections. And so within our community, you can find uh, misogyny. Uh, gay men can be very misogynistic towards uh, lesbian and heterosexual and trans women. And it's something that we need to bring in, in check. Uh, in the gay community, you can also find a lot of racism. There are a lot of white gays who believe that we've won. Like, we got the right to, to marry. That's it, right? That's it. That, you know. Wait, wait, wait. Let me interrupt. So, sure. make sure I'm clear. So, white gay men think they're better than any other race of gay men? Uh, I wouldn't say necessarily they think that they're better, but their queerness doesn't absolve them from the white privilege that they receive. Gotcha. So okay. just like heterosexual white people can walk into a space or perfect example, I have longer hair. Um, mm-hmm. White people will walk up to me and try to touch my hair. Right. We don't play that. Right. We don't play that shit. Oh, no. So white gays will do the same thing. White gays will walk into a space that is predominantly black or for people mm-hmm. of color and be like, I'm white. Why am I not allowed in this space? Gotcha. I'm, I'm a minority, too, because I'm gay. Okay, that is true. You are a minority, but I didn't they, know that was a minority. Though. Right. I mean, being queer is like there are less queer people oh. in the world. I thought minority is more about race. You just Not necessarily. No, no. Okay. So, like, being a woman is a mm. minority. Being uh, black is a minority. Being right. Latin because we are not the um, dominant, not species. But depending on what you're talking about, race, mm-hmm. uh, sexuality, like if, if I'm in um, a heterosexual space, if we go to a straight club, mm-hmm. I'm a minority in that straight club because I'm right. one of few gay people there. Right. Um, if a woman goes to a conference and she's the only woman there and there are gotcha. a bunch of men there, she is the minority in that I space. You, I, I got you. And so um, – there are a lot of intersections that you have to cross in the the queer community. The LGBTQ plus is not absolved from the work that we still need to do um, to make sure that our trans brothers and sisters are taken care of our black and people of color uh, brothers and sisters are taken care of. Mm-hmm. There's still work to be done and there's active legislation now in the United States trying to reverse rights that we fought so hard for Um like, I still can't donate blood in the United States of America. Because you're gay? hmm I never knew that. Unless I do not have sex with a man for three months, they will not allow me to donate blood because I can get How AIDS. would they know anyway? But right. I, I mean, they have, the test, they have to test every bag of blood, whether yeah. you donate or not. But uh, old, outdated medicine says that AIDS, HIV, is a gay disease. So mm-hmm. if you're a gay man, or they don't say gay man, they say men who sleep with men. Um, So they'll ask, are you a man who slept with a man in the last three months? Mm -hmm. Or are you a woman who slept with a man who slept with a man? And if you check yes, they will not take your blood. Instead of just tasting. They gave you a monkey paws too. Right. Well, (laughs) and so it's just like, there's so much, so much work 
to be done and I am not an authority. Gay people, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. black people, are not a monolith. I can't speak for the entire community. Right, right, right. I've been blessed to be around a lot of very wise um, and articulate and passionate queer people. Um, and so they would be better versed in talking about this. But right. just in my own personal experience as a musician, I have not been so much affected. I think I have a beautiful community, especially online. Mm-hmm. I met a lot of amazing queer musicians from right. being myself um, when it comes to recording. Again, like I said, knock on wood, I haven't had anybody be like, oh, you know, get this gay nigga out, out of the booth or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also, you know, kind of big, you know, six foot, 250 pounds. Yeah, like people don't talk. To reckless to my face Um, But (laughs) I I don't want to resort to violence To be like I deserve to be in this place Not that I won't do that But I don't want to do that So um, So I'm going to step on some another subject That we had um, one time And I made a mistake and I said faggot mm -hmm, One time mm -hmm. So in the future In the future even on the podcast um, You would just say the F slur so don't even say it if yeah. I mention it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So not even in a quote because we know each other. Right. And we've dealt with this and we've hashed it out. For sure. But if you have a new fan who's coming because I'm an LGBTQ, LGBTQ member and they're listening for me and then you just said that word, that could trigger them. Gotcha. So, so and, I apologize. And, and not even in a, because, you know, people love to be like, oh, my God, I'm going to get canceled and cancel culture and all this shit. It's about respect. Okay. Like, if I was white. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, remember that time I called you a nigga? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I just say the N-word? Right. So, I get what you're saying. Right. So, Elfsler. Mm-hmm. So, you said it. We was playing video games. We were. And I was just like, ooh. And I, I understand because all my gamers out there, I'm a gamer. I've been gaming since gaming started. Halo, Call of Duty, Destiny, uh, Pokemon. Like, you name it, I was on it. I understand what the gaming community was and what it is. I've been called every name but a child of God on uh, video games. We all have. So I understood in that moment that that, it wasn't um, you trying to be offensive or like attack me. Mm -hmm. But when you know better, you do better. And so that to me was an opportunity to learn. And I immediately apologized. Right, right. I like my bad. I'm sorry. But, But again, it was the... I saw that I did something wrong. I mm-hmm. took accountability for that, and I'm actively changing my behavior so it doesn't happen again. Right now, if you were saying it every time we was on the game, like how could I come around and be in that right. space? It just you apologize, but did you really mean it? Because you keep yeah. saying it, and so I think that is with a lot of our communities' problem. Like people say we're too sensitive. There's a lot mm-hmm. of discourse around Dave Chappelle and. Um, him making transphobic remarks and then him being like, you know, uh, I got trans friends, so I can't be transphobic. And right. it's just like, you know, those are white supremacist talking points. Mm. White people say all the time, I got black friends, so I right. can't be racist. Like that is the exact like you you learn that from them. Mm-hmm. And until we unpack that, it's not about being um, politically correct. Like you want respect, you give respect. And so if I'm telling you that you saying that word actively hurts me and there are other words to express how you felt, mm-hmm. um, you being a jerk, you being a dick, da 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 right. um, then why not say those words? Why not remove those, especially for the ones that can't stick up for themselves? Yeah. I knew I was gay at like seven, nine. Mm-hmm. So if I hear my uncle, my father, my brother, 
the men in my life, me right. at the barbershop, those words, then I feel like I'm not worthy. And like gay youth, the the numbers I don't have in front of me, but like LGBTQ youth are like substantially higher uh, rates of suicide because of, um, you know, being different, being ostracized and things like that. So if we can literally save one child by changing a word, like mm. these kids are willing to take their lives because they would rather be dead Trigger warning. I know we're talking about some heavy stuff, but they would rather be dead than to live in a world that doesn't accept them for who they are. Um, and we can't look and be like, I will do a little bit better because whether I'm nine or whether I'm 30, would you rather me be dead and you be free to say this hurtful word or mm-hmm. you just change the word and go about your business? Like, especially if we're going to be in each other's lives. Right, right, um, right, right. So, yeah, it's, just, it's a conversation. But. Let me put that out there. I'm going to go ahead and apologize again for saying the F word slur. I didn't know any better. So, I appreciate it. And I won't use that word again. Thank you. And I don't know what words I'm trying to put together. I have much respect for y'all. Mm-hmm. All the letters. So like <laughs> all the letters. You know, anybody know me, I'm easy going. Yeah. You know. I like we had a conversation one time before we had many drunk nights here. We well, we get random drunk <laughs> Tuesday night. We would just end up all together, uh, the whole little clique or whatever. Um, and we were just talking like when I was raised, when you see a gay person, that's the word to use. Mm-hmm. And it was embarrassing. It was you don't associate yourself with nobody like that. Mm-hmm. It's in the Bible, right. damnation, and et cetera, et cetera. And I grew into once I left and explored my out of my small world of my city, Cochran, um I see the world was different. Mm-hmm. And I seen that uh what you prefer as is uh, what's the word, sex your sexual orientation mm-hmm. orientation, uh didn't have nothing to do with you as a person. Right. Right. And your personality right. and um the things that your ambition, the things that you enjoy in life, we see same thing. We we enjoy the, some of the same thing: video games, right. playing cards, and vid, and board games, and TV shows, and mm-hmm. everything. So, me thinking, being naive, I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Right. I didn't understand that part. You know, as I grew older, you learn, mm-hmm. and then you change. You know and what I I'm think saying? that there is so much freedom waiting for Black folks on the other side of that understanding. Right. Um, a lot of people don't know that the Black Lives Matter movement was started by queer women. Mm-hmm. And so we are actively fighting day in and day out for the liberation of all of us. And when we are putting our lives on the line, out on the front line, standing at these protests, hand in hand with y'all, and then we get you know the justice that we're seeking or we don't get it. And then we mm-hmm. go back to our everyday lives and we hear these words and slurs and stuff from the people that look like us. It just, it makes it real difficult to go on um, and, and fight for the community because mm-hmm. we all want the same thing. We all want to be free, but how can we be free if we're being held to a different standard by our own community? Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. And I thought the word queer was terrible. Mm. But it's not. Mm-mm. So queer and gay is the two words to use. Are homosexual? Yeah. So so I use queer because um, to me, gay is a man that loves a man, and that's okay. it. Like, or a woman that loves a woman, okay. or lesbian, gay. You know, gay gotcha. woman, gay man. Um, but queer to me is more about 
um, identity. Mm. Um, it is more encompassing of how I feel for my identity. Like, yes, right. I am in a relationship with a man, but um, it's not just strictly about sex. It's not just strictly about my identity. It's not strictly about my presentation. I just feel other. I feel different. And mm. so I don't feel like the word gay is encompassing enough for me. Mm-hmm. So I, I use I use queer and gay interchangeably. But um, either one I'll respond to. Gotcha. Um, and I also think that, um, you know, delivery intention is, you know, because if you're like, oh, that gay nigga over there, you know, yeah. that's different than, oh, you're gay. Yeah. Yeah, get um, tone. Or like, damn, fucking queer. Like, yeah. that is different than, right, oh, right, you're right. queer. Um, and so I, I think that the, the delivery is, is very important, especially if you're coming from a place like I'm trying to understand, mm-hmm. to respect um, who you are, rather than being like I'm trying to put shame on you for who you are. So you know me, my personality. Mm-hmm. So I got to ask you, hey, you, you never had a tingle for a woman. No, I'm very attracted to women. I am oh. emotionally attracted to women. Gotcha. And so like I can love a woman like I am yes. very conscious of that attraction but there is no physical attraction gotcha. so like you know I've made jokes with my girlfriends like oh if I'm not married by 40 you're not married by 40 we can be married together and just right, have an right, open right. relationship because when it comes to you know handling business raising children mm-hmm. building a house making a home yes. there is no one superior than a woman to do all that and so yeah, I, I want my man. partner to have those qualities um and you know I've been lucky enough to find one who is, but no I definitely am uh, emotionally and I can tell you know when a woman is beautiful Megan Thee Stallion mm-hmm. is beautiful Chloe is right. beautiful Hallie is. is beautiful Doja Cat Ari, Ari Lennox yeah like yeah, they stunning out, stunning um, yes and it it just is what Ari, it is I want you <laughs> Alex come get him she want her too well. Uh oh, sorry, I'm doing a little too much. <laughs> but anyway, um, what song you want to give him a little bit of? We're gonna give him a little bit of another song, and then we're gonna put our final. Um, we did Eden, we did Antidote. Uh, I feel like Warren Glory. That's one of my favorites. Let's do it. And people be playing, but like, shout out to John Sharer. I believe that's how you say your last name. Forgive me, John, if I messed up. But he plays the guitar solo at the end of the song, and it literally brings me to tears. And it's just such a beautiful song. Like, this entire project is so beautiful to me. And I hope people give it the time to really just sit with it. Because I was talking about some real shit on this album. Facts. Well, this is War and Glory. We're going to give you a little bit of this, and then we're going to give our final little statement, and we're going to get on out of here. To the When you're barren 
Just call for me I'll be the ocean I'll be your sea May the heavens greet us with honor The angels sing out our names May the children remember our stories Let the walls echo with war and glory War and glory War and glory War and glory Alright, alright Alright, alright, alright Hey man, we were just talking Get them for what you were just talking about with me uh, so me and my mom had talked about this a minute ago, but I, I told her about like how often people will sexualize queer children, LGBTQ plus children, mm-hmm. um, in a way that, you know, if a, a nine year old boy comes to you and says, I have a crush on little Billy, little Johnny, um, adults will automatically sexualize it. But if a little boy comes and says, I have a crush on Susie, then it's like, oh, he has his little, uh, you know, first little crush. You know, you see them. They do it with babies. Like when a little boy baby looks at a grown woman, you're like, oh, you got a little girlfriend like Mm -hmm. that. That is, quote unquote, normal. And it's just like maybe Billy and Johnny just want to play trucks together or build sandcastles like it. Mm -hmm. A crush is quite literally just a crush. And the more conversations we have like that. That humanize and uh, desexualize the queer space to allow love quite literally to be love. Like, I like this boy. I'm not thinking about sleeping with him at nine. That Mm -hmm. wasn't the thought. It was just like, I like being around him. Um, Then things like Dwayne Wade and how him and Gabrielle Union are raising their daughter become Mm -hmm. normalized. This isn't so revolutionary. And then, you know, children as young as eight, nine, ten aren't, again, trigger warning, but you know, taking their lives because they would rather be dead than be queer. Like there is something wrong with our society. And the sooner we can unpack that, I mean, and there's so many, so many layers, it's not going to be done in one, excuse me, one podcast, but Mm -hmm. conversations like these move us one step forward to the liberation of ourselves as a people and hopefully the world. And that's what I want to be a part of with my music if one little boy or girl or non-binary person uh, can see themselves in my music, then I've done my job. Um, that's what I need. I'm gonna work on that. Mm-hmm. Get, uh, so I need a gay male. What non-binary? Non-binary. So they don't identify with any of the binaries. They don't identify as a male or female. It's a third gender, pretty much. So like, I gotta reach out and find someone. And that's 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 gonna be. A I might have an, an author for you to talk to. I have to see how they're doing, but okay. they might be willing to. Oh yeah, we're gonna set that up. Sit down and it might have to be virtual, but um, they're friends with me and Alex, and they are good people. They are actually like one of the reasons that I've gotten to where I'm at on my journey mm. as a queer individual is watching them and like how they've moved through the world. And I don't know if I've ever. Like said it out loud, but like Gwen, if you're listening to this, like you have been, um, like 
so uh, revolutionary in how I move through the world because of how you move through the world. So I appreciate you. Shout out to Gwen, um, a fantastic cosplayer, an amazing writer. We were in show choir together, an amazing singer, um, and just wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. So let's get you folks a recap. Yep. Don't correct me where I'm wrong at. Okay. Carrington Kelso is a recording artist. Period. Entrepreneur of Claire Rose Candles. Uh, Candle Company. Candle Company. LLC. LLC. <laughs> he has, he's, he got bath bombs. Mm-hmm. Air freshener. Yeah, room refreshers. Room refreshers. And there's one more. Cologne, perfume. Cologne and perfume. Mm-hmm. Candles. And candles. So you can go to ClaireRoseCandleCo.com. Mm-hmm. Um, that's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Facebook yep. Carrington Kelso on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, yep. little recording artist. Spotify, uh, all that. Spotify, Prime Member, LGBTQ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you want your lesson, just holler at him. He'll put it on He'll let you know what's happening <laughs> for the show. Um, directed LATL by PGE. Yes, yes. Uh, he produces his own music. If you like to work with him. It can be mutual networking. Yeah, let's go. You do one for him, you do one for you. You just we make this work. We all trying to grow and trying to get to a destination. Period. And um with that being said, uh give your final remarks, man. Yes, thank you so much. Again, I can't express how proud I am of you for really putting your money where your mouth is. Appreciate you said it. you was gonna do it, you did it. And I'm just uh, happy to support something positive, something encouraging, something that shows the youth behind you. That there's something else to do besides a nine to five. Right. So I am thankful to be here. I'm thankful for the support with Claire Rose for my music. Uh, and I can't wait to come back. I want to say thank you to you as well. To you as well. Um, you taught me a lot. Yes. Especially being queer. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like I said before, we had that conversation about um, things I didn't know. I didn't know about y'all. And, right. and you educated me a lot. And you never, uh, you always gave me positive, positive words. Anything I ask you, uh, you always kept it real with me. And um, and I put other people on. Mm. I'd be like uh, some of my hard friend, thug friend, whatever you want to call them. Them my dog don't don't get it fucked up. Yeah. Them my folks. So. Um, but you know that's a different community, and sure. I have to I have to educate them as well. Right. And um, I tell them like, man, ain't nothing wrong with them folk, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, that some people still to this day look at y'all like mm-hmm. y'all y'all own community, y'all. Right. Ugh. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, mm-hmm. now nah, y'all tripping, right? And I have to stand up. I be like, bro, they they they, they normal folk, bro. Right. They just don't lay what you lay with what you lay with, right. right? So, you know, and you educated me about that. Like I said again, and and I really appreciate you that you growing me as a person. And as I go into this world and I meet more people like you and I can understand and be like, I know how you think I can, I can, um, converse, converse with you. That's the great word to use. And, um, I appreciate you for coming on my podcast, educating, letting people know a few things. We're going to do this again for show big time. Yes, Maybe yes. Ryan it, uh, album release time. Maybe yeah, we can come yeah, on yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a few things. <laughs> Let it folk hear some of that shit, man. Put that thing out there for them folks. And, um, uh, one more thing, you gotta teach me how to play um 
what's the one y'all begin the territories and um, the board game? Um, game of Thrones. Not that one. It's the other one. Doom. Y'all, sit, it's you like you got the you got the power card. And then y'all got the attack, and then you got the lands and stuff. Oh, magic. That's it. Magic, yeah. We I'm get a, you on that. We get a, you on I'm that. I'm going to learn that one time. Yeah, yeah, no. I think you have a the, lot of that's fun. That's the nerd in me. I think you have a lot of fun. Like, yeah. it, it's creative. There's storytelling. And you really get to talk cash shit. Like, you think about the way you play spades. Mm-hmm. Imagine a longer spades game. Uh, gotcha. So, like, it's not so quick. You're not using, you know, your whole hand. You get your books or whatever. Um, but you like a commander of an army. Right. And you talking cash shit across the board. Like, mm-hmm. come over here and I'm going to whoop that ass. Like, gotcha. that. that's what, you know, magic is. So, it's a lot of fun. All right. Yeah, All come right. on. Come we're on. Gonna we're going to do it. We're going to do it. <laughs> um, and we're gonna, uh, I'm going to do another one of these to educate some more of my people and sure. males in general. And we're going to have that. uh I love to. I the love LGBTQ to come back. strictly podcast that that educate and teach people and uh, people that was like me mm-hmm. and understand that you know it's just something man. It ain't, they then it's not the devil, right? And right. All I mean, that other if shit, you want to keep man. it a buck, uh, the word homosexual was added to the Bible in really? the last like hundred years, hundred fifty years. See, the word the word that they use, the word that was interchanged was um pedophilia. Pedophilia. So man shall not lie with child, not man shall not lie with man. Sodom and Gomorrah, the story mm. that they like to tell. Um, hey man, leave it. Leave gonna leave it for another Right, 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 leave, right, right. Leave right, right. Just Google. Part. I'm telling y'all, do your research because everything is not how it seems. Just just research for yourself. Right. Like once again, I appreciate you for coming out. Thank you for having me. Hey man, no doubt, bro. No fucking doubt, man. So what we're gonna get out here on? What you want to get a for? Ooh, let's see, let's see, let's see. I'm trying to go through my discography. Mm, I got it all right here. Uh, what is this war featuring character Kelso Amika? Oh, so um, Amika, shout out to Mike. Is a dude I went to Well we went to George Southern Way mm-hmm. He's a mean bass player He actually played the bass guitar in Eden Okay, And um, he hit me up And was like I want you to feature on my album And he sent me the lyrics or whatever And kind of let me do my own thing So uh, you're more than welcome to play that I love the record um, I don't come into the chorus Like I'm singing the chorus And he's kind of like rapping Well, uh, we, we talk right, right, so Are we so talking so. about me? We talking about me? For sure uh, Okay let's do something from Baptize Me For sure Okay um, What's on the record? What's on the record? Yeah, war and glory Water me worth the fight My love Wash me ashore Salt and water If I show you Baptize me Oh if I show you Is a good one if I, I love that track And I want more of y'all To get into it Because it's so Different for me But I, I really Really did enjoy Making this There it go I'm finna put it on for And y'all already know um, You're gonna get used to me Saying this every Every day you wake up You get three C's Choices Chances And chance To make a change and uh, be humble, live humble, stay humble. I'm thankful and grateful for y'all to turn it in, tuning in, excuse me, tuning in to CST with uh, LK tonight, my special guest character. I want to thank you one more time. Thank you. And I appreciate it. And we're going to do this again. Yes, yes, sir. I can't wait to come back. All right, here we go. Thank y'all once again. Show you all my stars. Show you all made it this far. Oh.
afraid of what you might see. I'm afraid, afraid of what I might be. I'm afraid, afraid of what you think of me. I'm afraid if I show you. Show.